Welcome to Real Estate of Mind, NAI Northern California's podcast channel on all things commercial real estate in the Bay Area. As we continue our top producer series, we'll continue to explore what it means to be successful in this challenging yet rewarding industry. I'm Sophia Ramos, and you're joining me with one of NAI Northern California's top producing agents, Kevin Flaherty. Thanks for joining us today, Kevin. Can you tell us who you are and what your role is at NAI Northern California? Sure. My name is Kevin Flaherty. I'm a senior investment advisor here at NAI Northern California, and I've been with the firm for three years now. Prior to that, I was on my own uh, as an independent broker. To get us started, can you tell us about where you're from, born and raised? I was born in Santa Ana, California, in Orange County, and lived there until 1998. Moved up to the East Bay in Alamo in 1999, and then moved over to Redwood City in 2005. So you've been in the Bay Area for quite a while now. Yeah, for about, well, 20 years. When you were a kid, what did you say you wanted to be when you grew up? Well, I always knew that I wanted to make a lot of money and uh, I wanted to own my own businesses. There was a time that I went uh, through a phase that I wanted to be an astronaut. I really like space and, you know, the stars and planets. And uh, sometimes I really wish I actually went in that direction. Well, it sounds like you hit everything else, am I right? <laughs> exactly. Do you happen to have a daily mantra, quote, or some kind of movie or song that inspires you? Not necessarily one. I tend to really um, connect with, like, for example, a movie like Rudy, uh, where there's an inspirational story behind it. And I do have some special quotes that I put up in my room next to my light switch that, you know, just help me get through the day and uh, keep myself in perspective. But uh, there's actually one email or there's one quote that I have at the bottom of my email uh, that goes like this. It's from Cicero. It's from 55 BC. The budget should be balanced. The treasury should be refilled. Public debt should be reduced. The arrogance of officiedom should be tempered and controlled, and the assistance to foreign lands should be curtailed lest Rome becomes bankrupt. People must again learn to work instead of living on public assistance. And uh, that particular quote you know, is incredible to me because it talks about the same things that are more or less going on today, and it was over 2,000 years ago. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Man, I only get to pick one. <laughs> if you were a genie in a bottle, I would pick three. I'd want time travel, I would like to teleport, and I would like to fly. But if I had to pick one, I think time travel would be would be my pick uh, for hopefully obvious reasons. But um, I just think it would be really cool to see historical events of the past in, uh, in person, live. Uh, I would just, I guess, be afraid of all the things that would change in the future. <laughs> Maybe you can listen to Cicero say that quote live, huh? <laughs> exactly. Do you happen to have a favorite animal? <laughs> when uh, when I was a kid, I, 
for for some reason I was I really like the duck build platypus. It's like a beaver looking thing, but it also has a duck bill, uh, like a duck nose, and uh, they're really cute little animals. And I don't know for some reason I just really like them. But uh, I guess today would be I have a little dog named Gunner, a uh, pocket beagle, and uh, he's he's eight months, and I would have to say that he's he's pretty much my favorite animal right now. Let's dive a little deeper into your expertise. Can you tell us what got you started in commercial real estate and why? Well, I first started in 2008. I was working for a commercial general contracting company, uh, W.L. Butler Construction out in Redwood City, and started the real estate arm for the company and worked with the principal on his portfolio and also with the, the CFO of the construction company and the president and the vice president. And uh, we ended up doing several deals and it was a lot of fun and the money was good and I was really good at it so just kind of fell into it that way but uh, you know going from general contracting and construction uh, into real estate the the huge benefits that come along with that is I've built product from ground up uh, retail ground up office uh, knowing the stuff that you're selling uh, is imperative. Well, it's a good thing you got that experience under your belt. Exactly. Was the industry what you expected it to be when you got started? And how do you feel about it now? I didn't really have any expectations when I started. I was project managing con construction projects. Uh, but I do remember distinctly looking at some deals that would be uh, transacting in the, in the market and I used to, you know, be in awe at some of the numbers that used to come out and be in awe at some of the commissions that would come out of some of those deals. It was uh, absolutely incredible to me to see, you know, what kind of scale the Bay Area commanded. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't really have many expectations, but as as far as how the industry is now, um, we are in an absolutely incredible market in the Bay. You know, someone used to tell me that uh, the Bay Area is a seven-stage rocket ship with five stages to go. And, you know, that couldn't be any, any closer to the truth because, you know, the way I think about it is if you have a gas station, you pretty much have the audience of whoever drives by you or, you know, clients from, you know, five-mile radius or something. But if you're... Google or Facebook, your audience is 7 billion large. So uh, this area's real estate is a result of those realities. Speaking of markets, can you tell us more about your specialty? Which property sectors are you an expert in and which markets in the Bay Area? Well, the lucky thing is that at Butler, I built a lot of different product types, so I'm really comfortable transacting in a lot of different product type. I guess I'm a generalist is what they call it, but um, more so it's just, you know, anything real estate um, I, I'm pretty comfortable with because I've dealt with it in one way, shape, or, or form. Some of the more awkward or, or fringe sides of the business I, I'm not probably the, the right person for, but you know, if it hits in the multifamily office, uh, land development, 
pre-entitlement land, officer industrial. It's something that I've been a part of over the last few years. It sounds like you've got a lot of experience working with different deals of different product types. Which deal was the most rewarding for you in the Bay Area? <laughs> the, the last one that closed. <laughs> but uh, uh, honestly, the, the one that was most rewarding, there was a, a deal that we did in San, San Mateo. Uh, was a really complicated deal, had a ton of hair on it, uh, involved the uh, Corps of Engineers, involved the County of San Mateo, the City of San Mateo, uh, it, it, ba basically every single jurisdiction was, was involved. It was a contaminated site. And it was really rewarding because uh, I, I got to really use my experience in working in the construction industry through uh, the, the stages of the uh, contamination. And at the end, uh, it, it finally closed. It was a long, long time to get done, but we, we got it done and I would not have been able to do it had I not had that prior experience. So it was really rewarding to be able to use, use that. So in your experience, what are the top myths that you can debunk for us regarding commercial real estate? <laughs> that that it's easy uh, it's most certainly not and it's also not for the faint of heart this isn't the uh you know rental home single family residence uh business it's a, it's it's a it's a lot more complicated than that uh, you know nothing against those uh types of investors however uh, getting into commercial real estate um requires a little bit more homework and a, a little bit more reading it's not so much and carpet and drapes it's, it's more about you know cap rates and uh, tenant strength what are your thoughts on the current economy and how does it impact commercial real estate the current economy is booming you know people are talking about it slowing down yet growth is slowing down not you know output so I, I still think that like I said the this is a very resilient part of the country and if there's ever going to be a downturn here, it's going to be a very soft landing. Those four cap, triple net retail deals in Hoboken, Wisconsin are not going to be looking so good if uh, we have a downturn in the economy. How it impacts the current, uh, the real estate market here, it's not allowing for a lot of supply because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to get some of these, get some of these sellers to, to sell. And uh, everybody's a buyer right now, but, you know, very little supply, unfortunately. It sounds like it's because the Bay Area is where it's at. Absolutely. What do you think of CRE tech and how it affects our industry? This includes things like artificial intelligence, autonomous cars, smart home technology, etc. Commercial real estate technology has come leaps and bounds, even in just the last 12 years. Uh, the amount of information that you have at your fingertips uh, is a lot more accessible. It's a lot more accessible to, to our clients. And that efficiency helps out uh, uh, tremendously. What do you think about the opportunity zone craze? How does this affect the industry? And what do investors need to be aware of when it comes to this trend? Well, uh, the... Opportunity Zone craze uh, is awesome. Actually, it's a it's an example of a government program that uh, works and works really well at a very low cost to taxpayers. Helps uh, stimulate 
action in zones that previously were maybe drab or not really doing much. And uh, there's a lot of areas in the Bay Area that are really getting a lot of looks and a lot of stimulation because of it. The thing to really think about is that in these opportunity zones, there's very specific rules as it relates to how the money needs to be spent, how much time there needs to uh, be be before the the money is spent, and how long you must hold on to the the asset. So uh, I would encourage everyone to do their homework and get a hold of your professionals in order to uh, really get down to the nitty gritty, but they're, they're great. They're stimulating the uh, development and um, you know, it's an incredible tax incentive to look into. What are your thoughts on the retail apocalypse? How do you think brick and mortar stores will fare this year? This year is not much to, to worry about. The, the retail apocalypse, the, the e-commerce um, dominance, the you know, here's the thing is that shopping centers have gone through a number of phases in uh, the lifetime of these uh, this product type. And the thing that's changing, the thing that we're seeing, we're seeing a lot more restaurants, we're seeing a lot more experiential type of tenants that are going into these to the new uh, shopping centers. And yeah, there's going to be a turning of the guard, you know, the old brick and mortar version of Sears and Circuit City, what have you, that, yeah, that's not, that doesn't work anymore. And, you know, it's too bad for, for those companies and those investors, but, you know, things have changed and there's incredible amounts of opportunity in retail. There's a lot of people divesting out of retail when honestly, it's probably the best time to be getting in from a contrarian view. It sounds like people just need to adapt as uh, retail adapts. Exactly. And that's, I think what's happening right now. With all of these trends in mind, what are your personal predictions for this year and for 2020? For the uh, commercial real estate, I, we're still totally fine here in, in the, the Bay Area. Uh, everything's continuing to, to grow and prosper. You know, yeah, are we going to plug in the same growth rates for, for rents and office places in the surrounding area? No. However, it's still growing, you know, much like the stock market. It's it's just not growing as fast as it was, but you can't have as booming of years as we've had uh, the past couple of years. So uh, for this year and next, I, I think that, you know, cap rates will, will remain pretty flat. We're going to see rents start to stabilize. And honestly, we're going to probably have some um, subleases in the, in the market. And, you know, that's that's fine and that's healthy. There's a lot of these tech companies that bid off a little more than than they needed and um you know it's better to have the companies in those spaces than having people pay for for no one there so i'm really bullish on the next couple years here before we close things off can you tell us what's the secret to your success and what advice would you give to anyone getting started in commercial real estate secret to success uh well get up early in the morning and even when you don't feel good, those are uh, pretty much, I tell my daughter the same thing. I told my nine-year-old the other day, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't feel the best, you still have to get up and go to work. And, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't feel like uh, a lot of people take that to heart any longer. And um, it's, it's really as simple as getting up and showing up. The, the people who run the world are the ones that show up. 
advice for someone getting into commercial real estate, make sure you have at least one year of savings before you get into commercial real estate. This is not an easy business. It's not a free money type of situation. You put a lot of work in a lot of times and sometimes deals don't work out. And if you're depending on that money, it's a really tough place to be. And uh, I've been there several times in my career, but make sure you have enough money to get through one year at least and you'll be fine. So it sounds like you've got to be prepared and you reap what you sow. Indeed. Thanks for joining us today, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners for joining in. Tune in next time as we continue our top producer series. And don't forget to subscribe to Real Estate of Mind so you won't miss a beat on all things commercial real estate in the Bay Area. Thank you.